Well, welcome again to another episode of Nerds and the City. And right now you have your two hosts. Uh, Ricky is out today, so you have yourself, Tony and... Nicodam Ayas. <laughs> he did change it up. But no, I thought it was going to be uh, Nick and Nate next week, this week, whatever week. How you well, been? Well, there's no windows in here, so I don't even know what time of the day it is right I know. Now. But uh, how you been? Husband since CEO. Honestly, it feels like CEO was like months ago. Like, I don't know why. Felt, Maybe... Because it was like CEO. It drained me that much. It, just drained, it felt like it took months to recover. Yeah, because when we, we got back on Monday, and mm-hmm. then I took work two days, and then it was 4th of July weekend. That weekend, I had my parents in town. They were coming from visiting from South Florida. One so it was, like, it was like one thing after the other that was just like craziness. I know. I feel like I blinked and like months have passed. But no, it's only been like two, three weeks. But it was it was interesting. The whole, the whole experience, everything. I mean, I, it was a fun experience. Um, kind of wish we went on a cruise. Is that weird? <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, I felt like that was like a, the remnants of what we would do on a cruise, but I want to actually go on a cruise with you guys. That would be fun. Nerds on the cruise. Nerds on a cruise. N- nerds and the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> nerds and the port, whatever port we go to. But yeah, it's, it's been just been like that since since we got back. It's just been like nonstop events or that we've been planning, to planning. Plotting, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have we have some plans that we uh, might share at the end of this podcast. Uh, wait, wait for it. But we do have some news coming up. I, I know the Comic Con is coming up next week, so there's gonna be a lot of news coming in for our next next podcast. But one of the biggest things that hit today mm. was uh, Boss Logic uh, did a rendition of uh, what is his name, uh, Mustafa Sharik, as Craven. Well, that's been something I've been hearing about. It's probably gonna be. More dudes. So that actually, that's that's the start of a lot of things that I heard. They're gonna actually probably introduce Phase Four. Yeah, no, and I called it. Gonna be. And I called it when when he was like when they did uh, uh, Far From Home. Yeah, and he went to like, Europe. I was like, the next villain because they're not gonna go with the standard Doc Ock or like Scorpion. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's gonna be Craven, and but, they're going a different route too. If if you don't know Craven, Craven is, is a He's a Animal- Russian. He's a Russian. Animalistic. He, he's all about the thrill of the hunt. Yeah, he's a basically he's a Russian hunter who uh, something during a hunt, something happened where he basically caught the spirit of all these different animals. So he has all these different abilities. Um, I think DC has a similar hero. I forgot her name. But it's similar in the sense that they can call upon the spirit of different animals to get their abilities. So, though, you know, he can run, he can jump, he can basically he can do a, a lot of different things. And he's very strong. So uh, you will go ahead and introduce what what we were talking about um, in regards Craven. to their twist to this. Character. Oh well, and the twist that the the boss logic did uh, with Mustafa is uh, he's African American and he is from Wakanda. So, so yeah, that, so that's gonna tag in, which is gonna bring a great crossover between Spider Man and Black Panther. Well, it's not just the crossover part of it; it's kind of like the logic within the universe in a sense. Because I like that because I think what they had mentioned was something about. That he had, uh, he was part of like some kind of lost tribe in, in yeah. Wakanda that was kind of exiled, but that he was able to get a hold of one of the the plants or flowers that gives Black Panther his abilities. So that kind of explains a little bit about where, in this case yes. with this Craven we get his abilities and, and the idea it, that he might use Wakandan tech. Yeah. So which what I like about it is that. It's a little bit more true to form of how the story's been going with everything in the MCU. Yeah, you. Build so it's not, like, it's not something like out of this world. Like he's like it's imp- it's impossible. Well, it's MCU, so it's not impossible. But 
it, it gives a real uh, realistic aspect well, of what what could come from it. Well, I like it because okay, so what I think about MCU is doing, and I like it, is because because it builds upon so many different structures and stories over so much time. Think about you know obviously building to the last couple of movies that we just watched. It took the what ten years, right, yeah. worth of movies. It's not gonna just okay. So ten years are over, and all that movie is wasted. No, it's gonna yeah. continue on to that Building logic. So minor story. Think about if Craven was the original character. Um, you would have to introduce obviously this new character, where he's from, and how his abilities were manifested. manifested. Right. So yeah. that's a lot of explanation. When they're like, "Well, wait a minute, we already have." Kind of a story, like a base, easily, yeah, foundation to pull from, yeah, easily to pull from. So it it makes you closer to the character. You understand the character, understand his strength and his abilities, and and, in a world where it makes sense. No, definitely, it's the best thing they could do is always kind of pull from what the story they've already created and just build upon. It's almost, you know, what's the best way you're seeing it? If, Mm -hmm. if, uh, damn, I don't want to give a spoiler because it was in Spider Man. It's almost like that. They build from the foundation of a certain character in the movie. And they pulled from that. They pulled. Yeah. They pulled from one character and the justification and, 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 of, yeah, of and everything that, that happened that 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 uh, came to that point with Peter Parker in the movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to, uh, You don't have to even spoil it. But no, I get what just, you're saying. Is yeah, that. and that's a great way of pulling from a foundation of like, oh, it's a different perspective. Yeah. Of this another character that's gonna be introduced into the movie that you don't have to really get so heavy with introduction mm-hmm. on who he is. And you're like, oh, I remember this scene. I remember this. Exactly. I could, so I could pull from little that's things what I'm saying. here it's like, and there. It's like they have been telling us the story of these specific people without them for being years in. without us realizing it. And then they're able to pull back. It's kind of like a good TV show. Like a good TV show pulls from old episodes like for new episodes. So like, let's say like you, you think about old Buffy the Vampire Slayer that might pull from an old uh, uh, episode. Like, wait a minute. I remember that, that yeah. they created that or, you know, whatever. Just... I'm just pulling that one out of my butt, but you know, just being able to go to a new episode that has a foundation from an old episode, and you're like, wait a minute, yeah, that was explained a long time ago, and yeah. I love that. That's because great. You, you you're more familiar with it, you're more involved in it, and it's not something where it's like you have to swallow the logic that they kind of created for this movie. No, you already know the logic from other movies. They're just tying it into this part. Yeah. So one thing that I've noticed and. Uh, t- touching on the on the sensitive subject of it is because there's a there's a culture switch mm-hmm. because he's Russian and now he's African American. We could even get into the topic of the Little Mermaid being switched, ca- uh, uh, not gender, but being switched uh, ethnicity, and it was getting more backlash than this one. And I'm like, what? Well, it was at one point I was like, there shouldn't be any. It's almost like people weren't having an issue when. Samuel Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson switch from, and uh, uh, Nick Fury. See, was- so I had a discussion with somebody this morning about this, and I mean they're they're more hesitant to it, but I was thinking about it. I my perspective on it is I think yeah people might have their their ways that they feel about it one way or the other, and it's you know it's touching on who they grew up and and how they associate. But I think what it was it was kind of like give taking away something and not giving what you feel is kind of equivalent in a sense of like, I remember a year ago they were discussing possibly Zendaya playing that role, like being Ariel. Right. And I think that would have gone over better. That wouldn't have been more accepted by, by most people because the likability of that character, of that actress. Right. Yeah. So I think 
it's more of like and think it about was, it. It was it because of the actress that they chose. I, I, more, I more, honestly believe more, it more was, than the ethnicity. I think it was more about the actress that they chose more than necessary. I mean, people probably might argue, and that's fine. But I didn't even know her. That's a, that's a, no. It, that's what I'm saying that is that was you're, the issue. you're I guess you're selling a somebody who you're not familiar with, with yeah. to replace a character that you that you and you loved, and I felt like if you were going to replace that with somebody who you are familiar with and you also get love as an actress, that that's more acceptable. You you kind of accept it more because think about it. Who like I mean Nick Fury before is a, you know David Hasselhoff. Well, he played in one movie, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think he was necessarily replaced. Yeah. But you know that replacement of Nick Fury, that as far as the character, and then you put Samuel Jackson. We're like, man, I love Samuel Jackson. You know, you get into it. Yeah. Or like any, there's been so many switches with characters that for years, where I don't think it's gotten the most backlash because maybe those actors particularly were more favored, like uh, well known or. Exactly, like, more more in the public eye. Like than, than I remember average. to this day. Don't get me wrong. Um, I forgot his the name of the actor that does the Daredevil, uh, Kingpin, um, from the TV show. Yeah. Uh, oh, from the movie. No, from the TV show. I could look him up. Well, I'm gonna bring up the movie, but the, the guy well, who did Michael T- P. Uh, Michael T. Duncan. Michael Duncan. Oh, no, no, Michael Michael Duncan. Michael Duncan was the one in the movie. But uh, what I'm referencing, I just want to say that the guy who does plays Daredevil in the TV show, I think he is. A brilliant version of the Kingpin. Don't get me wrong, but I think when Michael uh, Michael Clark Duncan did it uh, back in Vincent, the day, uh, Denavrio, Denofrio, Denofrio, Denavrio, Denavrio. I think it's what he said. Denofrio. Well, I think, he did, I think he did a brilliant role in the TV <laughs> show. What I'm saying is, before that, before he did this, um, they used Michael Michael Clark Duncan, and I mean, don't get me wrong. People do not favor that as a great movie, but I, I don't. I his, liked his his his, his uh, interpretation of it. Well, because, his why? because he of it. fit he fit the physical role of what you interpret Kingpin would be. Yeah, if Kingpin was a fat big guy, but he was also Real pure muscle. Even though he looked fat, he was intimidating and he was fierce. Even though he might have a different type of appearance, which Michael Clark Duncan was just a massive guy. So it was it, he was a perfect character for that. That role at the time, as far as an actor, physically speaking, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm saying like, so I'm saying I, if you replace, if you're gonna replace gender stuff like that, I think some people, and again, this is not me, preferably, I'm okay with just showing me what you're gonna create and see what see yeah. what happens. Um, but you know, I feel maybe some people it's, might I, have been more accepting if the actor actresses were more popular more recognized or more beloved by the general public yeah i mean i'm sure she is loved in her general circle as far as people that listen to her i think she's part of a tv show uh not blackish uh grownish is it i think she's on that one i'm not sure but look it up like no of course yeah um so i'm saying she has her following she has her people that know who she is but maybe other people don't and maybe that's that's where you're probably getting more backlash from it so I don't know. I mean, we won't know. We wouldn't know because, unfortunately, Tendai didn't take the role. This girl did. So we wouldn't know if there would have been ha- would have been a difference in the backlash. Um, but as far as it generally, you know, replacing a character with a different uh, ethnicity, uh, I think as long as it's it's all art. I mean, that generally that's what it, I mean. Unless we're talking about a historical 
kind of accuracy or inaccuracy, something like that. Yeah. Then that's different. I feel like, yeah, you should. As close as possible. At least as close. To, if you're if you're talking about something depicted in, in, you know, for that purpose, I can understand. Like, you're talking about something factual. Um, but in these cases, no. Just allow the artists to create, you know, what they want to create and see what they have, see what their vision is. I don't think changing, you know, specific details of the character are necessarily bad if you're going to give us a great interpretation of the 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 overall arch of the overall yeah. movie because if we're just literally watching these remakes to watch the same exact thing you know like the cartoons are making then what's the point yeah and i think it's because the movie's been out since 1989 so at mm. least 30 years and I guess people just love that character and they just grew up. Everything is again has been that one character. So I think changing it up after 30 years, people are going to be hesitant a little bit. Uh, I think more, so. More than normal. But yeah, uh, she... Oh, she's an artist, musical artist. She just came yeah. out with two albums. No, she can sing. I know that. I've heard that about her. She's she's a great singer, which obviously... That'd oh, be yeah, the- she's in Grownish. Yeah, that'd be the greatest depiction. And honestly, I, I had read, again, it was, I felt like it was months ago to a year ago, and I hope this is true, because they were the discussion was that I remember reading something about uh, Lady Gaga playing Ursula, which I don't know why. I I, I love, love that it. idea. I don't know why. It just literally just blew my mind. She like, has that eerie I feel to it. I think she she, could she, she she could pull that eerie exactly. feel, and I think they it. both together they can they can bring. You know what? If not if not Ursula, I could see a Cruella Deville from her. Okay. Yeah, I could see like a sick Cruella Deville from from from, <laughs> from Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah, so but that's, yeah, that's, that's with that. It's it is what it is. I want. I can't wait to see. I'm gonna watch it regardless. Yeah, and I don't have. I never have a hesitation on who they pick. Mm-hmm. Only the only time I have it, I have hesitations based on their body of work. Like how you have your issue with, with uh, when they when they try to switch out um, in Fast and the Furious, uh, the brother, what's his name, um, well, what, Paul what? Walker's brother for the other one, and oh, he's no, like, no, I, no. I don't like how he like you had a like something. Okay, like, no, so it wasn't his chemistry. Okay, let, let's get this clear. <laughs> no, because no, Paul Walker's brothers did fill in the roles. Uh, so that they basically can do CGI over the face or, you know, they kind of fill the background. But there was an actor, and I think actually he's... Um, that's what I'm talking he's about. He's uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Not, yeah. not I'm talking about that was supposed to replace Paul Walker's yeah, character. It's, but I, I felt like they, they did it, and they tried to do it in a nuanced way. Like, I'm not even a nuanced way. They did it in such a weird way. It was yeah. like, he wasn't even his own character. I just literally felt like grabbed but somebody even else. his acting wasn't... No, and... I don't know what his skill set is really with his acting because I feel like they don't really give him anything to work off of. But, like, yeah, the only two movies I've really seen him in was that where he was basically a background Paul Walker. I, I, I hate to say it like that, but that's kind of what it looked like. He just was this character who literally kind of looked like Paul Walker or fit that kind of uh, typecast of Paul Walker and was an FBI agent, you know. And then was just always around. But yeah, that's but that he would, didn't really have anything to. Well, that's my hesitation of. when they switch characters or anything where you would normally expect they would look. It was more about the body of work than anything. And I think I think it's my thing. It's motivation. Like, yeah. if you're telling me that you're gonna switch the the, the character because you have an artistic vision is gonna make it amazing, pff, do it. But if you're telling me you're gonna do it just because you think it, 
might sell more, then it's a little much. Yeah. But with other news, uh, what, we got? what we got? What's going on? Uh, HBO uh, presented. I showed you the video today. Yeah, HBO yeah, yeah. presented as HBO Max. Um, they didn't come out with a price point, but from my understanding, when I read into it, it's HBO Go, but mm-hmm. like a plus version. You're adding a, an additional subscription on top of HBO, your HBO Now package. Yeah. So it's HBO Max, and it's including about half a dozen, a little bit over 10 networks. It's uh, Warner Brothers. TBS, uh, CNN, uh, Boomerang, uh, the Cartoon Network, HBO themselves, uh, the DC um, movies and TV shows like the DC Network, uh, New Line Cinema, so it's all their filmography of what they have in their repertoire, uh, True TV, uh, TNT, and Adult Swim, which See, I think Rick and Morty would be there because that means that then they would get pulled yeah, from. But, a- okay, so here's they, my. They get pulled from who though? No, of course, but here's the only Sad. thing that I love. Have, Rick and Morty. Pull- I just I love Rick and Morty, bro. Oh, I know. I love Rick and Morty as well. Do we not see the poster in the room? Do you not see the show on my legs? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, is it me or, or like the lineup is weird? Yeah, it's it's like I could understand if it was HBO, FX, like all kind of kind of movie movie, channel, movie kind of ish. Like New Line Cinema, I could see out of the list. I could see DC. Out of that one, I could see DC, Warner Brothers, and New Line Cinema coming up with like their set. Which actually, New Line Cinema is the best one I think in that whole repertoire. The reason I say that is because Cartoon Network, I love Cartoon Network, and I'm, I'm I can't wait to watch stuff like that. But I, I feel like there's so many portals I can grab that from. It's not like something I'm like straining to to find. But like, like for example, I think if you're going to compete, which I think everybody is now freaking out competing wise with uh, Disney, because Disney is not going to stream channels; they're going to stream complete studios yeah because they own them you know obviously they're gonna they're probably gonna be streaming the fox everything in the fox repertoire everything in the the marvel or marvel universe or everything in the like all these different yeah all these different universes original movies studios tv shows so it's not about like because the problem is with when you're streaming a network you're streaming a tv channel they, they only have a limited run of movies or whatever they have they because, could create from. exactly because it has to be negotiated whatever you but if you own the actual studio and you stream everything in that, but studio, I think they're all owned by Warner Brothers. Well, I saw Warner Brothers in that lineup. Yeah, no, but they're owned by Warner Brothers. Oh, that's like, why I, those I think all of them, all those networks, are owned by Warner Brothers oh, by, exactly. by, by one massive mother company. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think so. That's what it was. Because yeah, it was so, weird. I find it weird, like the lineup. You had CNN, and then you had you know Cartoon Network. It, it was just a weird, collab- you know, collaboration of different shows or yeah. different TV channels. Um, but what do you, okay, let me ask a question. What do you think is, I feel like all these people are trying to fill the void of what's coming with cable. A like, lot of people are cutting cable. Like I had like five friends today. like, I'm cable free, but eventually it's like you're paying the amount that you would pay for cable. Once you combine your internet services plus your streaming, but then it could even cut lower. Cause you know, you don't have, maybe you, you don't watch like with this. I'm like, the only thing that would catch my attention would be probably Warner Brothers, DC maybe, but that's only to f- find the DC animated movies. Not, so does that make? Does but that, that mean that I can't just get DC by itself? No, it's a package. Also, oh, DC no longer gonna be. I don't. Home. I don't know if DC. That's that's the thing. They they only announced it's coming out in twenty twenty, but they didn't give the details. Like DC Network is ending, is closing its doors, mm-hmm. or it's. 
you can move over to the HBO network for an additional ten dollars. Like I guess you were paying like six, seven dollars a month for the mm-hmm. DC. Yeah. He's like, oh, if you pay an extra ten dollars, which is seventeen dollars a month, you'll get a new line of movies and cable networks and other stations that you could watch multiple things on top of your DC lineup that you already have paying for. But you know what I like about the whole the, the streaming service, even if even if they start kind of clumping together like they are. It comes down to what they're offering. And I think once, if you don't offer anything that I want to watch, I can cut you. It, and I felt like cable wouldn't like that. Cable, you just had it. That was it. Yeah, it was no choice. Yeah, no choice. Literally, maybe you could pick and choose channels, but not really. Like, it was packages. No, it's, it's packages. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's so, like basic packages, one through, channels one through 60, yeah. plus is uh, one through 100, plus two. Yeah. Was, and then it just became too much. And I like the, I like, I love streaming services because I, I live to, by it. Like, yeah, we, li- we live by it. Anything yeah. we talk, I'm like, Nick, check this show on Hulu. Or yeah, and Netflix. then I, I'll sit there. Like, the thing is, I have a bad habit, and I think I've been, I, get, I got too far into it. I have this bad habit of a good show's out, I won't watch it. And it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's like I want to accumulate so I can binge, binge, watch. binge watch it. So, like, I wait for, like, wait, how many seasons is it deep yet? All right, cool. I'm, I'm still watching that. Like, just so I, I, lo- I love there, when they say complete like series. Day. Then I'm like, oh, I can watch it from beginning to end and not worry about anything else. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to wait till another season. I don't want to wait till next I'm like, week. am I two seasons behind by the time I finish? <laughs> no, I have the whole series. I love when it says whole series. Watch the whole series. I'm like, oh, I'll sit down and watch it. But the one that I started, I got into, and I'm thinking about, I'm debating about adding it to my uh, streaming uh, budget. Mm-hmm. And it's super cheap. It's like $7. Is a... Uh, Crunchyroll. It's all mm. anime, and now I no, I have it. Well, I had it. I wanted to watch uh, Psycho One Hundred, so I started watching it. And I started I, watching I, it, and I'm like, uh, I need to get it because I don't, I don't watch no commercials. I just want to get right into the show. See, and this is another thing I'm interested in is what's going to happen because I feel like that's the problem. Okay, so if everybody's switching from from TV to streaming yeah and a lot of times you're probably going to streaming networks that don't necessarily have commercials built into them yeah you're paying for that kind of like you're kind of paying for it commercials are going to want to be embedded somewhere so like the question is can they can they just start the only way can they all these networks once they're established they would be like well now we're going to start selling net you know internet space and you're like wait a minute but the, the only way they could do that is if I would assume if a like a let's see Toyota was like oh Netflix I want to be in your some some type of ad space mm-hmm. and they were like they would I think they would either have to pay for it to get in which would lower the p- cost of the customer so mm-hmm. get it, like the highest right now is seventeen dollars you're paying a month and you were like oh because Toyota wants to add do an ad space now we're going down to fifteen dollars a month two dollars cheaper for you but all that money. Is being covered for Toyota to be in an ad space. Yeah, but the thing is, I so purposely pay not to. And that's what I do. And then he's like, "Oh, if you really don't want to see Toyota's ad on on our streaming service, you have to pay cover that two dollars plus more." But that's what I'm worried because oh, let me tell you something. I don't know if you, I use Hulu. I I have Hulu, but I have Hulu with no commercials. I pay for yeah, that. Yeah, I pay for that. And I, what upsets me, what really just gets me heated, is that I still have certain shows. That have commercials and I'm and they're basically their their excuses. Well, oh well, we can't block commercials for this show. 
But I'm paying you to do that. Like, I'm paying you not to watch commercials. So why can't you? So I know. I feel like that's going to end up being the thing where you basically... You're ultimately paying for premium to not get commercials and you're going to end up getting commercials. And they're still going to force it in there. Well, I'm sorry, you know. It's yeah. like, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Let them in. <laughs> Let him I don't in. know who let them in. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that was pretty much the news with HBO. I, I want to see... I think once it gets closer to their launch date... Yo. I feel like they're going to get more details of, like, what is in their lineup. Like, how Disney did with their Disney Plus. It was like, oh, we're going to give you all these X-Men. I mean, all these Marvel movies. All these TV shows. that we're, they're gonna, So, they're going to have to do original content to pull people in. Because with a lineup like this, I could easily see they really... I don't think they're going to go under $15 a month. Easy. With all these networks that they could get. But you know what's really going to be the thing is the new content because, yeah, I could go, I can get the Disney Channel, I can get the Disney one, right? And if I don't want to sit there and watch rewatch everything, I watch everything in their lineup, spend like one month watching every single thing that and, I wanted to and, watch, and quit it, and quit and it, it unless new content is being created. Yeah, because like Amazon got the boys, and I'm happy I got Prime no matter what. But that TV show's coming out with the boys. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer. Oh man, I like. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for I that. I think that's show. what that's what gonna sell everybody at this point. Like now that you have you have your own streaming service, but what else can you do other? Because after after a while, mm-hmm. people are gonna stop watching shows. Except for me, like if it's The Office, I will go to it. Of course, but yeah. you might as well just buy The Office on DVD at this point. You know what I did? <laughs> so other right, so other than The Office as yeah. my favorite TV show, yeah. Uh, the next one for the action genre is Twenty Four. With Kiefer really? Sutherland. No, I remember it. I just then watched it. I love that show. I love that show for the first, all the seasons, except like the last one was like real iffy and the reboot that they did. Yeah. I didn't like it. I could tell you when um, I went to a swap shop, which is like a flea market in South Florida every Sunday. And I was visiting with my wife. We were walking around and randomly I'm like, let me, they have DVDs. I'm like, let me just see if they have 24. They had the entire series. <laughs> And 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 you know me, my bargaining skills. The guy goes like, "Oh, it's five dollars a, a a box set." I'm like, "Give me it for two. I'll buy all of them." He's like, "All right, fifteen, like twenty bucks." Mm-hmm. And I got the whole discography of Twenty Four in my house. I don't think I've ever seen it in your house. Has, it, you have it in your house? I have it in my house. I was just cleaning off the. I was just wipe. Uh, I don't have space to like display it, but it's and well, my wife you knows. Actually, watch it. <laughs> I don't have to watch it because it's on Hulu right now. So then you own it for no reason. I I own it for the simple fact if it leaves Hulu, I have it on disc. <laughs> I have it on disc. That's why I'm gonna start collecting the Office series. I'm gonna Dude. start going to garage sales. They're like, do you have the Office series? I'll buy it. Let's put it on a hard drive. But your this is a hard drive of just the Office, and you can just always pull it up and watch yeah, it whenever you want. <laughs> I know. So, but yeah, uh, cool. yeah. So last news, real quick. Because uh, the Stranger Things came out, and it, I have to see. I don't that's know the other, last news. That's the last news. What the last news? Yeah, it's like the most recent one for Stranger Three. Stranger Things Three. Uh, Fortnite is introducing Stranger Three portals in their game. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was pretty much the news. And for now, I haven't played Fortnite, but do you play it? I do, I do, but I, I, I haven't played it in a while. Honestly, I'm not good at it. I play it. I play for the enjoyment. That's it. I don't know what I play it for because I'm not good mm. at it. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I want to be good at it. So I, I get frustrated with things I'm not initially, like, I don't initially catch. 
So I really try, I practice, I play it. The only thing I have ever have trouble with is building. Like I feel like it's not something I'm quick to do. Yeah. Hey, so if I have any listeners that love Fortnite and want to go ahead and give me tutorials on how to build quicker or something like that, because that's my only thing. I don't mind lining up shots, like shooting, shoot them up games. Love those. But when it obviously that's that's the key difference. Like people build forts, people, you know, are able to kind of cover themselves. And the minute somebody shoots at me, um, <laughs> you're just running around like, where am I going? Exactly. Where am I, I, don't, going? I, I can't think of building stuff like so. I'm oh, just dead. All right, so we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with some movies and trailers that we saw in the past two weeks. All right, and we're back again. Nick, what trailers and movies do you have for us today? All right, so this has been interesting. It's weird because it's, it felt like forever since uh, we did the last one. So I feel like I've been watching a bunch of movies. Um, so before I even get into the movies that we got to watch, I want to discuss a couple of things that I got to enjoy this last couple of weeks, which let me start off from kind of premiere of it. Um, so first off was Mulan. That was a revelation. I, I actually thought that was amazing because, I mean, I loved it. It was kind of like they took, uh, you know, whatever it was, uh, um, what was that one hidden dragon? Um Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's like they, they took that culture of filming in that way and applied it to the story, which I think fits perfectly. So it, it didn't feel as much as a Disney kind of reimagining of live action as much as kind of telling a story based in that culture with the way they tell that sto- they, they tell their stories in that culture. Yeah, so, so I, I was really. But happy. here's some news that I heard, mm. and I don't know if you caught on, or I don't know if you heard it. What? So apparently, there's going to be no Mushu. So no dragon. No dragon and no singing. No singing. Yeah. Suppose it's so going to be, be a gritty version. It's going to be a little gritty version of Mulan, and mm. uh, to be more uh, historically accurate to the events that were happening around that time. Which I think would feel weird if they saw, like based on the trailer. I find it, I think it would feel weird if, if they, they go break it onto a song and dance. Yeah, pretty much. Like it didn't have this. It, the way that they filmed, the way that trailer came out, and even the original Mulan didn't feel like it. It had that campy nature to it. The no, way it didn't. It, Aladdin does. Yeah, exactly. So Aladdin, I think, I think you can't do Aladdin without singing because that's that's the nature that you know that campy that charisma you know, charisma that, the, the especially from, the genius genie. that's literally what that's what the charisma the of the genie exactly so you can't really have the charisma of the genie without but having that, that Mulan campy singing oh, the to scenes it. were beautiful yeah it's gonna like, be something different I mean just and, that I hope that none of that actually get people trailer. that don't like it there might be people that might not even enjoy because it's not kind of the I same sing spirit. along to the movies from the Mulan yeah they were great songs yeah but, but I, I think and I'm okay with that I'm I'm completely fine with if. It, I'm all right. It's gonna be tough to see completely fine, but mm-hmm. I'm more accepting. I'm like, if they're gonna be historically accurate, it's more gritty, more realistic. I, I understand it, and I'm okay with if they don't have Mushu, if they don't have any singing. But I do feel they're gonna interpret. Maybe she has like a stone or like a little statue of a little mm-hmm. dragon that looks like Mushu in there as a like uh like spirit that talks to her or something. Not a spirit, just like probably like a a. a like a bookend or something that looks like Mushu, or something that she calls as like like her, an amulet or something. Like that, yeah, or like or like a, a token picture, yeah. or like something that she will hold. Yeah, yeah. Based on the character, well, it could be. I mean, because I mean, I, the question is: so Mulan, like you said, keep on saying historical. So it is a historical character. 
I don't know. I don't think I don't know if it's an historical. Don't quote me on it. I don't know if it's historical. That's what I'm I have no idea. But you I think the same that I was asking. I'm to um, historical um, accuracy based on the time that the movie. Oh, it's going to be based. a realistic interpretation. Of yeah, it. I get that part. Yeah, so it's not they're gonna shoot, come out with lasers. <laughs> <laughs> She's like has two lasers coming out, like a bang bang. But no, I, the 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 biggest question of all is, are they gonna come out with the Szechuan sauce now? No, because remember the Szechuan sauce came out for promotion of the cartoon. Yeah. So I'm just I wondering. Don't, I don't think they for are. those who don't know, which I'm surprised you don't know. No, it's a it's a, a kind of a, a hit on uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, because it was like he was praising the sauce. So much. That McDonald's was uh, came out with as a promotional for thing one for week? the original. Well, I don't know if it was a week, but it was for the promotional purposes of the original Mulan cartoon. Yeah. So it, you know, raving about it so much that people literally started were able a petition. To con- yeah, started a petition. And, 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 and they, reprodu- and they reproduced to, it yeah. for like a week. Everybody <laughs> got it, and then they started selling for like twelve dollars. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, with that trailer is amazing. No, it was amazing. It was um, ridiculous. So before I get to the one that really kind of, I think we were kind of split on, um, but before we get to that one that came out today, I believe, the one I want to bring up is kind of like a little hidden gem for me because I, I wouldn't expect this to come out on a lot of like big trailer, like movie trailers or like that, mm-hmm. but it really caught my attention just because the concept was so interesting to me. So it's called, um, what, did, what did you, how did you pronounce it? Ode. 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 Ode to love, right? No, Ode, Ode to, to joy. joy. Ode, Ode to, joy. to joy. So, okay, so you have the the main actor from The Hobbit, um, and he's also from uh, Sherlock Holmes. I forgot his name. He was also in um, um, Black Panther. I forget his name, but we're looking it up right now. But yeah. So, basically, he's the main character, and he is a normal guy in, I'm guessing, a city, which it seems like New York, where he has this condition where anytime he experiences strong emotions, he passes out from it, right? Like it's almost like his body can't stand certain emotions, but he's the main emotion that they Martin keep Freeman. on. What is it? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah. Uh, so the main emotion that's referenced in the movie, saying that, that the main emotion he cannot feel because he passes out from it, joy. is joy. So every time he is elated, every time he's super happy, he just knocks out. Which already in itself sounds like an interesting premise. So what happens is he is this guy who has to avoid joy. I mean, it's, I'm at, it's rough though. No, but it's an interesting concept over this. No, guy no, no, who, no. It's a rough life to 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 have to, to have to basically you have to seek mediocrity, and that's what the trailer shows. He seeks mediocrity in in, in his relationship and things like in that. His life and everything. Exactly. And like he's like a like. It looks like he's a librarian, so he doesn't have to. Is that's very, what I'm saying. It, it's just interesting because most people seek greatness and, and settle and happiness. For, well, seek great, seek greatness, want happiness, but settle for mediocrity. This gentleman has to avoid, has to look for mediocrity in his life and has avoid to, joy and ha- exactly like pu- too too much happiness. Exactly. Which uh, and so in the movie, the, the trailer itself shows that I guess he meets somebody who he is genuinely attracted to, like. Basically, he can see fall in love with, and I guess she can see fall in love with him fairly easily. But because of his condition, he has to avoid her like the plague. He has to basically pass her on to somebody else. and Which is his brother, I think. Yeah, and the trailer shows like it's his, his brother. brother. So, And I feel bad because even he shows that he's in a current relationship. So imagine being uh, you know, in that relationship. She seems like a dry personality. 
And I guess, you know, I think that's what he's purposely with this woman, not because he not because he's happy with her. He loves her, but literally for the opposite of that, like because he doesn't. And I think he loves her, but he knows she he cares about it. But that's the whole point. He's like, he can't love her like that. Yeah, he can't love anybody like that. According, and that's, According that's, to, so I don't know how he's gonna overcome that. No, and that's what the the movies and it, it, it presents an interesting discussion in a movie, and you would love to see how the, that's a the, great discussion too, though. But it, like, it how to avoid happiness and anger just to stay awake. And you know, it's funny. Maybe we're even having the wrong argument because maybe the movie is gonna argue like that. Maybe it's worth the risk. Yeah. Is it, what is it? Is the juice worth the squeeze? <laughs> Every, from uh, the girl next door. I always love that quote. Is <laughs> it's all the things you have to go through worth where you're getting you're gaining from it. So all the happiness, but is it worth all the like falling down and passing out? Is it just worth the squeeze? You know something that's what I'm saying is like sometimes it is, maybe it is. But yeah, that that we when you show I'm like studying, I'm sorry. But when you showed me that trailer, I was like, I'm watching it. That's there's very few movies like the next one you're gonna talk about. I don't know. I'm no, like, we're split on thir- it, but I, we're gonna have. I'm like thirty percent or twenty percent sure. I'm okay, watch so it. we'll have. Let's start the discussion now. So, okay, that was that movie. That's uh, Ode to Joy. Ode to Joy. Um, so, guys, if you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. Tell me what you think. If not, we'll throw and a link into our po- on one of our posts so you could <laughs> see it and then let us know what you think. Awesome. Um, okay, so the one that we're kind of split on is King's Man. So not King's Men, King's Man. So I like this trailer. It's a very more realistic, gritty version of what Kingsman is. But I like it because it's kind of a, the where it started. So this yeah. is back in like like World War II. Or it's World like its War. origin story. Yeah, exactly. It's like it its origin story. So it's basically, it looks like Kingsman was originated by one man. Yeah. And, and this he, man. He built, he built a crew around it. Or, he, yeah, he built, he basically. He, uh, a society like, of of secret agents I and guess. i think that's what the trailer i mean the trailer doesn't really indicate it but it looks like that's what it is he is this man who has these certain abilities and strengths and things like that and apparently uses it to do things to for his country yeah but he doesn't do it necessarily for the military and i think he finds success in it and so much so that he starts to recruit and that's how yeah. say kingsman started but i like the idea that it's one man who had who did these things and owned in a sense, owned the, the the tailor shop, yeah, and decided to expand, and it just came to be what we know Kingsman to be now, yeah. So I like the origin of it, and and I like the fact that it's more grounded. It's not very because even though Kingsman is not too like out there, it's it's a little fantastical in a sense. You know, there's things obviously you don't you don't see think you're gonna see in real life, but this one seems super grounded, super gritty, and the actors are super. Wow, you super so many times, but yeah. <laughs> I, I said you super too many times. Um, but it looks like it's gonna be a good movie, and I know you feel uh, something different. I just oh my I, god, no! It's, it's I the cast is amazing, hands down. Like most of the people I've seen in other they're movies, they're huge actors. They're, they're not huge name actors. They're not people like that. I, I just I don't know. It just didn't sell me at all. I just feel like they could have gone such a. It looks. It looks like they, have, they could have gone super campy with the origin of, of King. Yeah, but no, I, I understand what you're coming from. I'm saying is it looks grounded and it's more rooted to its core where it came from. Completely get it, but I I guess from the trailer, for me, 
it's almost like they're just taking from the first Kingsman and just copying and pasting like how like the scene with the tailor shop, like how they drove up and they're both standing side by side. I was like, oh, I, the scene is exactly like the original, the first one. And that could the thing and is that, that like scene the part that is, were like he was chasing somebody, or he was being chased. It was like almost like part of the movie. Like it's almost like a recreation, just put in a different time frame. I really didn't see it that way, and that's how I saw it. And now I was like. Oh, oh, such a good I, cast. It could have just been a little. If they would just done really the trailer didn't see it in that way, like I mean, that's how I saw. It. I saw it was like they just recreated the trailer, not frame by frame, but like key mo- key shots that I was like, wow, the the framing and how it looked is amazing. Like how they framed it, how they mm-hmm. cut it, and and it was like it looks like the same thing. Like he was getting his uh, suits tailored. Like when he was getting at the suit, I guess he was like, standing. Granted, I don't think it was in the tailor in the tailor store. In the trailer, but in the original movie, he was at the more modern version of it, and I was like, "Oh, it looks just the same as the original, the first one that came out." The location? Do you mean the shop on the outside? Not the shop from when they shot him from the inside when they were like fixing his suit or his pants or whatever it was, or he was standing, mm-hmm. and they were like his button was his shirt was unbuttoned, and I guess they were measuring him, and I'm like the angle and how they're moving it. Look exactly like the original so, okay, trailer. Let me present it this way. Maybe this is because that's why I feel the movie. Because I feel like we saw same trailer, but saw two different movies. As, yeah. So the way I saw it was that. So again, you get this guy who is, you know, probably ex-military, probably this super decorated soldier. And he decided to retire and become a tailor. And even though he's retired or whatever have you, he is asked to do certain things. For the love of his country, yeah. right? And that's where he gets and does it. And I think maybe the scene that we're referencing at the end where you see the kid walk up to the shop, maybe that's where at the end where he's like... Yeah, that a scene and there was other scenes before. I'm saying maybe that's the end, like towards the end of the movie where he's like, he's embraced this dual life that he's going to have. And now he's starting to recruit to big, be bigger and shows the shop the way we see it at the end. Kind of like an homage to what's coming up next. As opposed to that being the beginning of this movie yeah. and just being a shot for shot remake of Kingsman. I think that's what you're fearing. Yeah. I just feel like I don't see that movie there in that uh, trailer. I think I have to watch. I, I think we're at, overanalyzing a very the, simple trailer. trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have to watch it one more time to see yeah. it from your, your perspective. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, so, I wasn't feeling it. Well, I mean, we'll, and we'll see. The thing is, this is the first trailer. Technically, it's almost like a teaser. I don't watch after the one trailer. I know. I, I Dude, who was the uh, one that started that rule? Don't even... I've been telling you that rule for years that I only want to watch the no, first trailer. No, but I trailer. start. I don't know if you. I did it on my own. Okay. I would, but we never talked about it. But after the first trailer comes out, I will only watch that first trailer. If I need to watch it again, it was like, oh, trailer number two. I'm like, no, I'll pass. No, and you're right. I mean, I, I agree too. But the thing is, my rule. The only difference, my rule is, once I am convinced, I want to watch that movie. Then I'll stop watching trailers. But if you have not been convinced. No. So, I, so that's why maybe, I have to watch it. Yeah, maybe I have to watch it again. Or maybe you can watch the second trailer still. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so those are the trailers. There's a lot of stuff coming out that I can't wait for. It's going to be interesting. This week coming up, we're going to have, we're gonna have um, The Lion King, King. Which we got our tickets this morning. So we can't uh, we can't wait to start watching that one and see how that's going to be. Um, so let's discuss movies we did watch. So... The big one and the first one we watched right after uh, right after CEO was Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> so I loved it, guys. I mean, I, I did. I loved every part of it. I, it was a lot of homage to the original 
own Iron Man in this one because in a sense, if you watch the trailer, you'll know it's it's kind of like Spider Man's kind of taking the mantle of Iron Man. Like almost like from the trailer, like from the trailer and in the movie itself is like him like letting go and saying his saying his own personal goodbye. In a sense, to, yeah. to, to to Iron Man. Which you know something I didn't really think about until I watched the movie and you know, this is not really a spoiler. You know, ever since the end of uh, of Infinity War or whatever, there really isn't a lot of let's say heroes available like that that way they used to be, right? Think yeah. about it. And the I, I like the idea that you're challenging this child. Because no matter what his strength, his ability, but that's what I always loved about Spider-Man character is that it's kind of like that fight where it's like he has all this responsibility, but he's still a child. Yeah. I mean, not 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 to discredit his, his knowledge or, or his decisions. It's just it's I mean, it's it's a lot of a lot of responsibility, a lot of things that you have to put on someone who really hasn't experienced life as long enough to know like certain things. And he's experienced hard life. Yeah, it's it it it, it was more of him embracing who he's going to become, but also at the same time being forced to t- take place or um, put into the same shoe or uh, trying to find out the saying of it, like fitting that that role that he's being pushed into. No, I don't. And that's what's going to be interesting about it, because I feel like the only difference between him and Iron Man in a sense of where they're at is. They both made the decision to take on these roles, but one was forced, one f- felt compelled to. Yeah. Like, in a sense, I feel like that's the way it feels. And no matter how Spider-Man is, I mean, he still feel, it still feels like he's always, he has to be the one to be this person. Yeah. And I feel like Iron Man was kind of more desirable to be that person. But I could be wrong. This would be my interpretation of it. But no, I mean, definitely if you have not watched Spider-Man, please go watch it. It is such a good movie. I mean, I thought it was gonna start like, especially after Infinity War, I thought I was gonna it was just gonna be more of a campy. Not say campy, just not so not epic. Like it was just gonna be just another, not necessarily fluff, but a, well, like just, a filler, to like get a decent it. movie. Like oh oh man, that was a good movie, and walk away. But I felt like no, it was, was a really good, movie. really like, good. It, it the visuals, the storyline, the characters. The character I mean, building. The character building. I, mean, I just felt it was all well done. And the perfect. villain was amazing. Jack, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal did a great what? That you don't know that from the trailers. Oh well, no, it's easy. Oh yeah, you don't know that from the trailers. Oh well, well sorry, sorry guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did in a great. Well, if you read the comics, you already know. Man, just just take the hit. Just no. Okay. Just don't say nothing. He but did a great. He did a great. He did a job. great job. I think Jake Gyllenhaal in general did a great job. Yeah. Um. So that was Spider Man. Um. I would love to talk about it more, but I really don't want to give any more about the movie. I want you guys to watch it. So the next one I want to talk about, and this is wait, wait, wait. Before we go, what? How many Nickies? How many Nickies? I give it four. I'm just letting you know now. How many? I'll give it four. I hmm. I am very compelled to give it a five because I mean, I really can't see, I mean, there's things I guess I would like have seen improved, but they're not, I feel like they're just being nitpicky at that point. You're giving it a five? That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm debating. I'm debating just because I felt like I usually give five to things that I don't want to correct or I don't see anything correction needed. 
or anything like that or anything I would have liked different. But even though there are some things I w- would have liked different in this movie, I feel like they're I feel like they're nitpicky, right? And um, so I, just well, to be safe, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. give it a four. I don't even like giving halves, but I'll give it a four. A solid four. Solid four. I would love to give it a five, but I'm not feeling five for this one yet. But I definitely give it a four. Okay. All right. So that's that one. And then we go into an interesting movie called Midsummer. So, I mean, for anybody who knows this particular director, he was a director for uh, Hereditary. And from what I understand, that movie was very interesting. Like, it wasn't just about being scary in a sense it was more about like i don't know it just it made people disturbed and i think he i think i saw a lot of that in this movie especially the beginning before they even got to where they were supposed to go yeah the way he shot things the way he the whole beginning was showed it it felt uneasy yes and i think that's i mean dude if you can make a scene that really there's nothing in the scene to say that it's that like a jump out, like, 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 like yeah, they wasn't like a pop out horror. Yeah, like, it wasn't just like scary stuff that just jumps but, out at you. Like you literally just feel uneasy watching and, whatever you're watching. And one thing I noticed about myself during that movie mm-hmm. um, was the music. The oh, he speaks great, great, great the, music for. But it. not even like the just the tones or like he hits a certain tone that lingers. Mm-hmm. That after a while it just hits you to your core. You're like ooh, like you shiver a yeah. little bit. Like at the beginning scenes, we had some. I'm like, it was just a, um, it's not spoiling the movie, it's gonna ruin the movie, but there's a scene like he, they're just zooming out. Mm-hmm. For, uh, I think they're zooming in through the room, mm-hmm. and that goes out to the window that shows the, the opening credit, yeah. And they have like this sound, and it was just it like brought me into like this uneasy feeling, yeah. Like I'm creeping into some like I am the that stalker trying to attack like that's what it came from like that sound and that ambiance like you're not because usually when they try to do that perspective it's either you're the victim or you're the predator or you're the prey mm-hmm. and from that perspective it looked like you're more the voyeur that's also the predator so it was very uneasy because I'm like Ugh. I don't know that's how I got it from yeah. the beginning. Now, it's it was an interesting movie as a whole, and I like the fact that the director. I think he said that Hereditary was was a movie that was based on uh, like loss, like um, I forgot what's that was, what's that grief? Grief. Yes, I'm so sorry. Grief. Uh, basically, the movies is a sense of grief. That's a whole that the movies in general, like his movies, have an overall theme to it. So the, the first one was grief, and this one was breakup. Yeah, which. Yeah, dude, it was a like if you watch the movie and you see how the couples in the movie kind of interact, and you're kind of like, and you see the way everything ends up, it does have that that resolution, just a horrifying but resolution. That, but that's crazy that that word breakup and that hits in so many different levels. Of course, because like not, not only in the aspect of two people, but internally, it just shows you it's like sometimes things end, but sometimes we try to prevent it from ending. It doesn't necessarily do any good. Yeah. Um, or the thought of of what you thought was normal mm-hmm. after experiences. Like people say after, you're never the same from where you were a year ago. Yeah. Sometimes you're never the same after five minutes. Your right, perspective. You don't know what five minutes could, could change your whole perspective. Right, like like, the, like how you said sense. about the Joker. Like the Joker tells the story of like 
what can the man go through for one day from going to yeah one man can go from sane to crazy in one day in one day so i won't lie guys this is not a movie for everybody i don't think everybody's gonna walk out this movie happy um it's what i would give it is that it's a it's a unique experience yeah um but i like his interpret what he does in this kind of this is a basically a daytime horror and I yeah. mean by that is that most horror movies rely on the darkness and the shade and the shadows to something to be hidden, but this exact, one it gives it to no, you right open yeah, in the wide. Yeah, you in can't the light, cover your eyes is right in your face. face. Yeah, so it's a, I like that, I like that that interpretation of it. So I would just recommend people to watch if they want to introduce themselves to something different. And is it but I'm not, I can't guarantee that everybody's going to walk out loving because this is a unique movie. If love it or hate it, it's a great conversation afterwards of the psychology of what the person, the people go through mm. and the outcome of how it ended from all every party that was involved in that movie. I mean, I would love to have a deeper discussion because um, I did notice things about the movie, but I don't want to spoil it for you guys that I find interesting. I would love to have a discussion. So if you guys want to have a discussion, please let us know. Us, let us know online. I mean, yeah. this is, there's certain things about this movie that I find super interesting. All right. So that was Midsummer. I would give it, i give it a three. Yeah. Three. Three Threes. star. Yeah. Solid um, three. I can't wait. I mean, I, I don't think the director is going to do another horror movie anytime soon, which is too bad because I really would have loved to see another one from him. I think he does has he has an interesting take on on the horror genre. Yeah. Um. All right. So that was Midsummer. So the last one we're gonna talk about is uh, Annabelle. Annabelle coming home. So I'll be honest with you. I only watched. I never watched the first. <laughs> I didn't watch the first. I did watch um, Conjuring. Yeah. And all these different the, movies. The Nun. The Nun. Well, I never watched no, the Nun. Is the Nun part of yeah, it? Yeah, it's a nun. Oh, yeah, the Nun. Nun is in that world, but it's like before Annabelle and everything. Yeah. But I did hear the Annabelle part two was epic. It was good. Yeah. Annabelle one. That's, that was all right. It was all right. And this one, I'll be honest with you, it was it felt episodic. I mean, I've heard this word before and maybe I'm using it correctly, but it felt like I was watching an episode of a TV show. Like, because I mean, I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but basically it's just... It just felt like something that you literally would see as a, like, I mean, obviously it's a horror movie, not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, Steve Urkel coming over or something like that. But it just felt like something that happens on a TV show and every episode is always the same thing. Somebody does something, they go through their issue, it climaxes, it gets resolved and everything's back to normal. its original state normal. Yeah. Because I feel like in horror movies, you're not going back to the original state. You're going back to to live but you're not necessarily going back to how you started yeah so that's what this one feels like it went through its it went through its and, cycle and, and it back just to ended normal. up and back to where it started so like, like that's like, what i mean like by nothing's ever changed like you don't yeah. change for me I like everybody just kind of hugs around at the end of the movie and laughs like no. oh, like me throughout the whole movie <laughs> i laughed uh, it I was laughed. very, it was very campy. I mean, it didn't. I don't think it meant to be campy, but it, it came off very campy. Oh, super! Like I was, because it was me, you, Val, mm. and Ariana, which is my niece, and I was sitting between Ariana and Val. Yo, Ariana, she would jump like one of the two. They had like one or two jump scares, mm-hmm. but most of the times I'm just laughing, man, just laughing, bro. It was like, oh yeah, really? It's like just get, just get to the point that you need to get to now. See, this is one thing about... I love horror movies, but I 
it kills me when I watch a horror movie that you already see the setup like a mile away. It's almost like yeah. that one guy at the club narrowing down the girl he's about to hit on. And you see his demeanor, the way he walks, and the way he looks at the girl. Yeah. All basically Leading. signaling that he's about to hit on her. And that's what this felt like when these little scenes come up in this movie where it's like, okay, so there's something behind the thing. There's a noise. The lights go out. Three, like, two, you know, the music, one, the, boom, the strike. He jumps out. Yeah, literally, that's I, what I we were doing. I did a countdown, too, and it worked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were doing countdowns because we knew the entire setup was for this particular scene. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think uh, it was, um, what was the movie with uh, the, the, the cameras in the house? Paranormal Activity? Yeah, Paranormal Activity, I think, sub kind of messed with you about that for scenes that you think would jump out. And it, it didn't? Of, it didn't, but then it then it eventually would. It, it messed with you because you anticipate it, and then it made you not anticipate it, and then what it, it what, what it did is it, it, it set off your timing. Exactly. They, they, were, they, were, they were like, you were on, when you were watching, you're like, oh, based off of everything I've watched, this should, this should come up in the next like two minutes, a jump scare somewhere. Yeah. Like I know it's going to come up because they're leading up to it and they didn't give it to you. And then all of a sudden they give it to you like maybe a few minutes afterwards. Exactly. So the timing was off on what you expected when it would happen. Yeah. They showed you the same thing that nothing happened. And then event, and then basically once you're in a more comfortable state where you didn't think anything was going to happen, something happened. So it messed you in that way. But I'm saying other, this horror movie literally it felt like telegraph. That's the word telegraphed everything that was going to be a jump scare. Yeah. So, like, everybody at the same time was over here covering their eyes because they know it's coming. The music, the, the depiction, the people's faces, the, like, the setup. Oh, yeah, this is set up for something to happen. And I, I hate it when it does that because it's, like, it's not really a scare. You're just telegraphing that you're about to bring the volume up and throw something in front of the screen real quick. But anyways, it was, I mean, to this one, I would give it what... Honestly, I'm trying to figure out a good number for this. I give it a two. Give it a two? Yeah. I think... I don't know. Like I, Two is meaning that, that we could pull something good from it. No, but two is like it was good enough that we just at least watched it once. No, I thought that was one. And one is like, no, we don't recommend it at all. That, there's then, there's nothing to pull. To, there's no zero. At this oh, that's point. right. We just ban zeros. We just so. ban zeros. One is the lowest. So two is we watched it. At like, least watched it once. That's that that that's as good as it can I get. Could, yeah. I won't watch it again. I won't watch it again either, and I feel bad because I I there was nothing what do wrong you with it, the actors and everything like that. I just felt like the way that they they shot it was like I said, just felt like they were shooting an episode of a TV show rather or a sitcom rather than an actual horror movie. Yeah. So what do you give it? Let's see. Um, I'll give it a two. I'll give it and a, two. a two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I just. Dude, the main act is the, the main selling point. Don't even show up to the end. Anyways, anyways. So, that was that movie. Um, and that's all the movies we got to experience this, this last couple weeks. Uh, hopefully, we have a lot more for you next week. Uh, definitely, The Lion King is one. And I definitely want to show see Go See Crawl. I've been talking about that all week. Yes, thank you. Yes. But we will shall be watching it soon. All right, guys. We'll take another quick break. And we'll be right back. back uh so it's been a good week since oh two weeks since ceo uh ceo Feels like forever, uh, I, I know i've been busy just with work and catching up with 
uh, everything, comic books, reading. Uh, but there were some things that are coming up this week uh, that I want to talk about. And I don't know. Nick, are you going to come with me? Where are we going? Uh, well, I know that this week is, I think, is the Orlando Comic Con. Orlando Comic Con? It's not like Megacon, but it's like a smaller venue of uh, Comic Con. And they're going to be, I think there's going to be a few artists there. Um, it's this weekend, I think it's the 19th and 20th. I'm trying to get the name of it right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's the Orlando Comic Convention. Oh, Comic Con. It's at the Holiday Inn Suites across from uh, Universal Studios. Starts at Saturday. And what, what kind of stuff they're going to have? Is it, it's called Heroes Collide. So there's going to be uh, there's going to be gaming tournaments, costume torn, uh, contests, photo ops, giveaways. Uh, you know, there's going to be a couple of local artists going to be there. It's pretty inexpensive. It's $12 to get in, which is a lot cheaper than Megacons. It's a lot, a lot mm-hmm. smaller, which I like conventions like those. Because it's more intimate, and mm. then you get more time with local artists and to talk and comic book creators and yeah, people of those sorts to to um, conversate with. Because when like MegaCon, there was so many people trying to talk to one or two artists that you want to try to get to because they're very popular. Yeah, that you never had your chance to. Well, it, it, yeah, it got got complicated. Yeah, so that's that's this Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think this is just a one day event from ten to eight. Uh, you could go to HeroHype.com to get tickets. Um, it's And it's, again, that's at the Holiday Inn. Uh, suites across from the Universal Studios. Another one that um, I just I was interested in, and I think Val wants to go. Uh, it's Saturday, maybe, because she has a tooth extraction. Is uh, Tiny Waves is having a Sea of the Moon rave. She's a huge Sea of the Moon fan. I'm just trying to picture what that would look like. Is it the Geek Easy? So, okay. where we had the no, no, Ogaku Overdrive? But I'm just like literally trying to picture what that would be like. It, if anything, it, I know they're going to have a couple. Uh, oh, it's going to be the Cake Pop mm-hmm. Rave and Say the Moon. I think the Magical Wands. They probably have some EDM music going on. No, also. The funny thing is, is that you think about Sailor Moon, you think about raves. It, 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 it doesn't even seem like they, they. No, it doesn't even seem like they would. They need to be a theme, a Sailor Moon rave, like theme rave, just because it all raves look like Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the two biggest things. Is a but then you have your normal, um, open D D D and D Dungeons Dragon gaming at. Uh, God, uh, Gods and Monsters on Wednesdays. They also have the Elephant Grave Get Down, which I love the name of it. What is that? Elephant Grave? Where's Elephant Grave from? Come on. You can't. I'm like, I'm Elephant right Grave? Elephant Grave. Think about what movie's coming out. I'm guessing you mean The Lion King? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Gods and Monsters on, two, <laughs> on Saturday also is having a Elephant Grave get down. So they're going to be showing, doing a screening of The Lion King. And the original, also, right? The original. And they're going to also be showing throughout the night one, uh, like, wilderness-type movies, themed movies. I'm guessing, like, Fern Gully, uh, The Land Before Time. Well, that's more... Geriatric. The thing is, I don't know if this, I, this one in my head that I used to watch when I was a kid. I just don't know if you've 
You consider it like in that realm, but uh, Gods Must Be Crazy. Yeah, but I think they didn't just animated movies. Okay. But I remember Gods Must Be Crazy too, more <laughs> than the but other one. The funny thing is there is a part, there was a part too. <laughs> yeah, so those are the those are the three huge events coming uh-huh. up. Uh, but well, one thing I wanted to talk about, which we, I forgot to, but I need yeah. to bring it up. Uh-huh. That's an event coming up, not in this week, but in September. Yeah. Is storming Area Fifty One. I think people. One, are you going, want, Are you joining, Nick? Did no, you buy, of course gonna, not. Uh, Please, I would join to see what happens. But even even jo- being within the area to see that happening, I will also be shot. Like, <laughs> I don't know. One, I feel like what people post on Facebook and and you know, like volunteer or say they're gonna do or say they're gonna they're gonna go. That don't really mean as much to me, like, because it's what who shows up. I feel like people, a million people could say that they're going to show up. The question is who shows up. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that people won't. I just won't think it's going to be the amount that you see online. And yeah. also. Even if it's, I think it was above 500,000 people that said they were going. Yeah. Even if it's like a bunch of crazy, two, like at least 2,000 people, I think is going to show up just to. Just to prove that Yeah, but you, okay, so you you are aware everything is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I know. It's not like, oh, well, like, we're going to go to, we're going to go up to the road that leads up to, no. No. It's the middle of freaking nowhere, so <laughs> just you even trying to go there to do what you're going to do, you'll be stopped and arrested. Yeah. Like, even trying to get within the area to storm Area 51. Yeah. But what one thing I love about the whole thing is uh-huh. that now that this caused a bunch of people to do other events related yeah. to, like, almost Area 51. Which one? I, I Storm just, Loch Ness River. Like, yeah, <laughs> this one. Loch Ness the thing. one that I was interested in because one of my friends put up, posted it. And yeah. I was like, oh, screw it. I just said that I'm going to go and see what happens. Okay. But I'm not going to go. What? Depending. It's, uh, it's on Thursday, October 17th at 3 a.m., to sneak into Disney Castle to steal Walt Disney's frozen head. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of them. There was like, 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 go into like the wilderness and kidnap Bigfoot. Like, they have a bunch of people doing like <laughs> events and see how many people. Like, this one has like five thousand people said they were going or something like that. He, okay, so here's my whole argument with the sorry, so many Air Fifty One. Let's say you get enough people. Let's say that was sufficient enough for the military not to even attempt to stop you, right? And let's say you're successful. You get into the facility. I don't know why. For me, especially like security, if you think about security, wouldn't it have moved any evidence that you're trying to find years ago, even at least by the time this event was created? And I feel like if you really were going to just try to do this to find out what's going on down there, you would have just gone like it would have just been a surprise attack because this announcement this going over the media or they might just be like well we, like imagine people show up and it's just an empty facility like i know what would happen but like, at the same time it's like the person that created is like the worst criminal ever oh wow he's like i'm just let the world know what i'm gonna do like like everybody's houses got robbed that, that participated <laughs> he, he did like a live stream like it's like one of those criminals that does a live stream when he's robbing people's houses Oh man, he's just. <laughs> uh, oh man, like he's yeah. selling tickets to the event. He's selling tickets to the event. <laughs> he probably is. It's like entrance. 
<laughs> entrance entrance fee to go down this dirt road. Like just go down there and they they like and then all of a sudden you're basically paying like uh, like imagine they're gonna like they're gonna charge like I uh, the a party. burning man charges like gonna pay five grand to get killed like by arrested by the military. Yeah. I'm like, where are they gonna do the parking? They're like, oh they have like a valet parking <laughs> outside the sites like this is where we're all gonna gather today. But yeah. Alright, so we're gonna call it. Yes, yes we, we are. Alright guys, thank you for listening to Nerds in the City. Uh, you could catch us anywhere on iTunes, Google Stitch, uh, Stitcher. Uh, what else can we find us at? Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. I said it already. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, you can also follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerds in the City. Uh, you can find what else? We're going to be posting. We do post, post con- content daily, mm-hmm. uh, either like. What is it? Uh, strange movies that obscure movies that people <laughs> normally don't know, but should look should watch it just for the aspect of enjoyment. Uh, comic books that do come out, new comic books that come out, or comic books that we feel are worth reading. Uh, gaming history, one that I posted last week regarding Street Fighter Two being released about twenty years ago or nineteen years ago in uh, Japan for the Super NES, but. Thank you for listening. Uh, share, like, subscribe. Let us know if there's any other uh, topics you want us to, want us to discuss. And we'll talk to you next week. Later, guys. <laughs>